What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode, not any, without my dog, my man, my Girl, partner. scream like I'm Keith. What you do, Bredrick? Hey, hey, what up? What it do, man? Feeling good. New Year. Yellow random shit. <laughs> yeah, New Year, man. First of the year. Yeah, man. Congratulations. We made it to another year. You know what I mean? It's a blessing. Definitely going to be a big year, 2022. See what's going on, man. Um... How you been though? What's up, man? What you you, had new, you do anything for New Year's? I be you know it's crazy like I be wondering what y'all do for New Year's. Like we in the text chat, but like for some reason around I don't I don't know what none of y'all do for New Year's. Rona, man. What you? Rona, ain't nobody doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just popped a little a little uh, champagne. I think somebody sent us a, a gift a gift basket with some champagne in it, so we just popped that. Sat in the backyard, and uh, it's it. Just a little family affair. Gotcha. That's yo. What you was up to? Going nuts? So, no, uh, I didn't do nothing. I, I just I laid low myself. But that's funny you say that because I know a lot of DJs. Like, so they be in the club on New Year's Eve, and I'm like, numbers is blowing up. I was like, nah, not me. But um, that that's the funny thing about. I'm trying to like. I'm really not to switch gears too fast, but like I'm really trying to get on that metaverse type shit. Like I'm really trying to figure that out and be like an early adapter to that because I don't want to be out in nightclubs. Like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 one it's one thing to it, right? Like there's a live aspect to it. And I get like I, I was talking to Niche about this and I was telling her like I wanna get on um start doing shit on Twitch, start tr- streaming, and she was like, Aren't you gonna miss the the live atmosphere? Like, you know what I mean? The feedback from the people, the you know what I mean? They 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 telling you right on the spot they love it. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> not at all. Like I wanna I wanna be in my crib, I wanna be chilling, I wanna be comfortable. I I wanna figure out this metaverse shit and figure out how to get paid off of that. He said, nope, wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I don't want to be no any of them people, them animals. <laughs> nah, I just, I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, there's always, like, I guess maybe because I, I came up doing hip-hop parties, so there's always an element of violence, right, when you do a, a, a party. And that's any party. It's not just hip-hop parties. But, it's, you know, anything can happen at a nightclub. It could be a stampede. You just seen what happened at Astro World. She could get out of hand real quick if the right people aren't in charge of the venue, of how everything's ran. So you got that aspect to it. You just mentioned the health aspect with Corona. Um, you know, people was out there. They knew the numbers was up. They didn't care. <laughs> they was like, yo, I got to get my party on you. So you really got people like like just thinking about themselves in terms of a public health aspect. You know what I mean? And that's that's from anything from now we dealing with the Rona, but those people, STDs, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers knew they was burning in the nightclub. Still, still trying to <laughs> holler. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then it's just, I don't know. It's just it's a certain... um level to it. And I think there's a future and I could be wrong. Maybe I'm betting on the wrong side, but I think there's a future definitely and people would like to still enjoy music and still enjoy uh events but from the comfort of their home. Yeah. A lot of times, uh, you know my fault, not to cut you off, my fault, my bad. Uh you heard of Web 3.0 well you mentioned the metaverse. That's pretty much it. Like people just have building that world digitally and I guess the, to your point of you know you could probably throw a whole party or like host a video game party or any type of party online, whether it's amongst friends, they doing some kind of thing or, you know, depending on how things go, schools might even start having like virtual dances. I don't know how that shit will work, but who knows? Well, you know what I was thinking about too? Like, like what if you reach a, like the pandemic changed the world, right? So I'm sure there's a, a population of people out there that'll feel like, yo, I don't want to live in one place. If I could work virtually, I just want to travel around. You know what I mean? I just want I might want to spend six months out, like when it's cold in New York, I might want to spend six months in LA or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, 
And then, so the only thing really holding them back would be their kid being in school. But like, there's got to be a future in virtual schooling, right? Because there's a future. There's homeschooling's an industry, right? So yeah. I'm assuming there's got to be like some people who'd be like, oh, I'd rather just do the virtual shit. Like we could just all travel. I make sure my kids sit down for a couple hours, do their school, and then we we go about our vacations. Right, and, and them same people raising some scarred ass kids. <laughs> kids they <laughs> never had a friend for more than a year. Well, that's but that isn't that the argument against homeschooling in general, but it still exists. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like it's still there's some people who feel like they don't want their kid to go to school because the influence of the people they're gonna meet and people they're gonna talk to is gonna be stronger than the influence that they have over their own kids. Um, I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but I know there's a there's a population of people out there who do. So I'd imagine maybe this virtual school thing might make things, you know what I'm saying, a lot easier for them. Or even like you like you see it right now. Um I've never been to an NFL game. I've been to like foot, like college football games. I've never been to an NFL game, but from what I hear, the experience is doper on TV than it is being live. So, you know what I'm saying? Maybe there's more of an industry in this virtual reality shit where you could sit from whatever seat you want to, skybox, fucking, uh, you know what I'm saying, 50 yard line, front row, wherever you want to sit, because you have that experience that you wouldn't be able to maybe obtain in real life. You know what I mean? So it's like right. there's a future in that. Like more the the the, the shared experience is now better for everybody because they get to get it from the best seat in the house. Yeah. Um, this, shit, this shit got potential. I heard Nike was making kicks for like the metaverse. Like, I, I don't even know how that works. I think like your avatar would have them on or something. Yeah, but, yeah. you're going to spend money. Yeah. You're going to like, there's, there's going to be some type of money you could spend. Might be a cryptocurrency of some sort that if either already exists or, or, or will come up. But like, nah, I definitely see a future in it. Um, People buying real estate on it you know like um so I, I i don't even really know like people describe it and i'm like i don't even really know to envision the best description i've heard was someone compared to the sims where you kind of right. but 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 we didn't have the virtual reality helmet so imagine if we had the virtual reality joint with the sims like people was really getting immersed in their life in the sims so imagine with the helmet on the sound on your ears you know what i'm saying you in it now like your mind thinks you're there you know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's so that that's people could literally like evoke an emotion by meditating on a on a on a, 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 a situation that happened, right? So if your mind believes it enough, it really exists. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, you got a girlfriend in the metaverse, you might that's your girlfriend. Like, you never met her, you never touched her, but you might feel like yo, it's real. You know what I'm saying? So I I think it's something that we would call weirdo shit back in high school. You know what I'm saying? When we if we looked at it, be like yo, that's some weirdo shit. That's some da da da. But the weirdo shit's what blows up nowadays. I guess you know yeah. what I mean, like yeah. I'm about to say, I was like, I still call it weirdo shit, but now it's <laughs> way more acceptable. Yeah, I can believe that 150 percent, man. Um, so yo, the holidays just passed, Keith, right? And uh, it was weird, right? Like, I, I, your, your, your kid's really young right now. My, my, my daughter just turned seven, and I don't know why. For the first time, I was kind of getting weird about uh, Santa getting the credit. <laughs> like I was just. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I don't, I don't really know how much I subscribe to this anymore. I might want to, I might want to wrap this up, early, like you know what I'm saying? You know it's gonna wrap up at some point. Well, I might yeah. want to wrap this up early and just be like, cause like, yo, like, I ain't gonna front. It, sh- it really should be Jesus first. Let's let's be honest. It should be the days about Jesus, right? But then next it should be me. Like I should get the credit for providing. <laughs> like why, why am I giving somebody else the credit for this shit? Because I really am sacrificing and making shit happen. Like why am I giving somebody the credit? And then I like I get looked at like second fiddle because now it's like 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 <laughs> you you want to take something away? You know what I'm saying? And then you know what I mean? Like be like yo, I, I you want to say yo, I, I got you this, I got you that, but then you don't want to fuck up the fantasy. <laughs> so then you like, she's like, no, actually, Santa got it. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> you gotta catch yourself like mid tantrum and shit. So it was like I'm like, ah, I'm about ready to wrap this shit up, bro. <laughs> I don't yeah, know man, how I feel my, about it no more. My pops didn't even wrap gifts and shit when I was <laughs> when I was growing up. Christmas gifts and shit. He didn't even give them shits on Christmas. It'd just be like December 17th. He'd be like, Oh, I got this. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Is this for Christmas, man? There's a statute of limitations on this shit. You got to give it like within like a, a few hours of Christmas at least. <laughs> You're like, this is just a donation. <laughs> yeah. Just, just tossing me shit. You just tossing shit across the room. Like, All right, here's a Nintendo. Don't drop that shit. <laughs> nah, I remember uh, the year I learned that it, that it, uh, he didn't exist was um, one year I woke up and I, my parents must have over. They must have said, "Yo, we gonna wake up in the morning and wrap this up," and, and then they over, ended up oversleeping. So we woke yeah. up and the tree looked the same way it did the night before. <laughs> Man, <laughs> empty underneath. So yeah, yeah. that was that was. And the next thing we know, they're like, "Yeah, just go go back upstairs." <laughs> whole, whole gang of presents under there. So I was like, "All right, man, we just now we just now, we just doing this for the for the visual effect now." <laughs> but um, nah, I, I really thought about. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that no more. Like, I think it need to be Jesus and me, <laughs> like getting, getting credit on this. Well, well said. I think it should be Jesus and me. We should be getting the credit. <laughs> I love that. You should say that shit at church. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yo, Keith, man, we haven't spoken a minute and a lot has happened, man. And this um, thing that happened, and we actually kind of fortunate that it fell on this week that we're recording um, because when it first, when the news first broke, um, I don't think we actually recorded that week. And that would be the Ahmad Aubrey verdict. Um, the sentencing actually just came out with all three men being convicted to life in prison, two without the possibility of parole. Um, but first, I want to actually get your thoughts on just the verdict alone. Was that was that surprising? Was there some uh, hesitation or maybe doubt that it would go in the direction that it did? I remember they had like a mostly all white jury. I remember uh, like a lot of funny business was kind of going on with the jury selection in terms of that. Um, and even just the whole way that we found out about the video was some funny business going on. So did you think that justice would prevail in this situation? And are you satisfied at all? I knew they get convicted. I did not. I'll be honest. I did not know that the sentence, they would have threw the book at them like that. I'll be totally mm -hmm. honest. I thought the dude who was uh, videoing, um, mm -hmm. I thought they would have had some kind of leniency on him. But the judge gave him... What was it like thirty with an L on it? So yeah, yeah, uh, they yeah, they 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 got that justice system, that full weight of the justice system on them. Yeah, it's it's rough, man. Like um, but I think well deserved. They did some torturous shit. That's some wild yeah. boy shit that they did, man. And it's, it's I like I don't know why. As I get older now, for some reason I hear stories and I put myself in the position of the people that experienced it, and that's some scary shit to go through, bro. Like fucking. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I think one once you I think through these court cases without like the the like the veneer that the media might put on some of these things and the talking you know talking voiceover and all that stuff, and when you just see the video, like they play the evidence, that shit is crazy, man. Like even if you made it out of that situation unscathed, well, I'm, I put unscathed in quotes, like that would ruin your life or at least the the next piece of your life. But you know, unfortunately, he was murdered. So that, that's a different story, but just leading up to his murder, how horrible that the last moments of his life were, that's that's rough to think about. Yeah. The judge actually held a little moment of silence in there. You know, his mom um, gave an impactful impact statement. It, you know what's crazy, too? And not even a, the, like, I mean, we could talk real here, right? We in the trust tree, bro. Like, for some reason, right, I guess it's a little bit more... 
scary or terrorizing the fact that it was somebody from another race, right? Because, like, if I walked in a neighborhood and I'm like, yo, they, you know what I mean? Just niggas is wilding out here. My mom, my P's and Q's, right? You know what I'm saying? And if it just so happens that shit pops off, it was kind of like, oh, well, boom, shit went left. We expected it to go left. Let's jet. Let's do whatever we got to do. Knuckle up. Like, you got to do what you got to do. But I think the fact that you were just in somewhere that you're not expecting that to go down and then it's somebody of a different race, um, in this particular, like, a white person that's kind of like a white supremacist, I think that shit is, like, even more terrorizing, bro. Yeah, definitely, definitely terrorizing. Because, uh, well, he ran wherever. He probably picked a running route that he felt safe in. Like, mm-hmm. most people do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because no one's going to run in a safe. bad neighborhood. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Exactly. Like, you feel safe from cars. You feel safe from other people. You feel safe from whatever. It's, it's broad daylight. And you, you just all in all, everything is just safe and safe. You're going for a nice little run. So... You know, the, the, I think the different race thing, I, I more or less agree with it because you, there's the devil you know, right? You know how to, or you think you know how to posture yourself in front of the devil you know. So white people, they probably have a, a, a certain um, antennas up for, for white violence and black people have their antennas up for black violence because they kind you kind of know what that looks like and you know mm-hmm. when it's coming. If you're not in your neighborhood, and there are people who are different from you. You're like, I don't know how to identify a threat, right? So, like, Trayvon Martin probably didn't realize what kind of threat he was under. He was like, man, get out of my face. And this guy, you know, no, like all these different people who die from people of different races. Um, mm-hmm. you, you just don't recognize as quickly what what that, that true threat is, is going to look like, so... I got to imagine, yeah, like you said, like terror, dude pulled out a, a whole gun. They chased him down with a truck. Like, I mean, by that point, clearly it's terrorizing, but it's like, you may have heard of shit like that in history books, but it's like, yeah, it feels so yeah, distant that what exactly. is now is happening to you is insane. And even like you, the devil you know with that scenario, right? In, in, in like an urban atmosphere, they might rob you, right? They might jump you, right? They might right. take what you got on you. They're not going to pull out a shoddy. And fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna say it's impossible, but more than likely, they're not trying to kill you. These right. dudes are trying to kill him. <laughs> like, that's the fucking crazy part about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and under the guise of a citizen's arrest, right? Um, which, which who even knows that kind of if they if they verbalize that during the altercation, like, like you know what I'm saying? They could have been a whole nother shit they was yelling at them. So hell yeah, it's it's it's, it's a nutty situation. I, I, condolences are with my Orby's family. And definitely, um, you know, just I know that is that verdicts don't give you the peace you need in those situations. But at least this isn't one where we got to go out and make noise and scream and just so people could realize how much of an injustice this was. So I'm, I'm guessing justice was served. But to switch gears, man, <laughs> you've been keeping up with this Ghislaine Maxwell uh, case at all? And it like. <laughs> I have not uh, Jeffrey uh, Epstein I, I, Nothing Like it's just You heard Obviously you heard about Jeffrey Yeah yeah, yeah. I, I heard about Jeffrey Epstein But the the I don't know how to pronounce her name Gislaine or whatever Like she <laughs> that, that, I, I keep I'll be honest I keep up with it Through headlines Because that whole uh, Circle though, Just those folks man that, The shit is really Upsetting Like Prince Andrew And Gislaine And, and Jeffrey Epstein And and it just 
It's just insane. Clinton, yeah. Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm not even going to do Donald Trump like that to name him with it. Because I think him and Jeffrey F- Epstein might have been friends or associates or something. So I'm not, but, I, but I did hear that like mad famous people be like powerful people get named. Like they just like, yeah, man, Bill Clinton was there. He was around the corner. And it's crazy because like imagine you have a party and one of your invitees, their cousin shows up and... You know, you don't even know them, but they, they're they the plus one and they do, you know, they're into some weird shit. They didn't necessarily do it at the party, but maybe at your party they had a conversation about it. Maybe they, they had, you know, a conversation leading to the conspiracy. Then they'd be like, yeah, at Keith's party, uh, you know, this and that happened. And I'm like, oh, come on, bro. Like, I don't even know you. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're a plus one. I was arguing for you not to come. We didn't have enough food. But I said, all right, whatever. You my man's. And so, is this? Uh, it word. <laughs> I, so I wouldn't even do. I'm. I, I'm not even prepared to do Trump like that. I know a lot of uh, people who don't like him. Like, yeah, man, Trump was there too. I knew he was dirty, but I, I don't want to go that far. Well, let, let's get people just to, the background. So, Ghislaine uh, was found guilty on five of the six criminal counts in her sex trafficking case, and actually, one of those uh, criminal counts carries a maximum sentence of forty years in prison. Um, Ghislaine was like. Jeffrey Epstein's right hand woman. Um, she's accused of grooming uh young girls to basically be part of this like sex trafficking ring that Jeffrey Epstein had a private island and apparently he would fly very powerful people out to that island where God knows what happened with young women. Um, but the the allegations from some of the young women are that they were basically like child prostitutes. Um now, here's the thing, right? There's a lot of theories out there, and I think QAnon actually did a favor uh, to this by like making it just so of a much of a crazy sounding scenario. That you're even just talking about it, um, you kind of sound like it's it's really wild. But um, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a, a theory out there that Jeffrey Epstein was kind of setting these people up because they were powerful people. Like, kind of like, yo, you want to take a trip? You know what I'm saying? Like, we about to go party, da-da-da-da-da. And you thinking, like, yo, this is an old-ass dude. Like, he 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 got mad bread. Yeah, he about to have, like, the baddest Instagram chicks <laughs> on this island. Like, it's about to be popping. And then you get to the island, and you looking around, and you like, there's a whole lot of young bitches on this <laughs> on this island, dog. And But you done already took a picture on this plane. You done already, like, got, you know, credit cards or whatever saying that you was in this location, that da-da-da. He, so he got all this against you. Now he can use you for what he wants because you already just, you already, your name is in it. You know what I'm saying? You're right. already part of it. So it's, there's that theory that's out there that Jeffrey was using these people. Well, then there's the, the the thing that they knew exactly what was going on. They went out there basically looking. You got Prince Andrews with his arm around the young girl in the hotel. Um, and then Ghislaine in the background and it, it looked, it, pictures just look wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's, it's that theory that's out there. So that makes people think like, I, right, well, there's a lot of powerful players in this. Maybe that's why Jeffrey had to off himself or maybe Jeffrey didn't off himself. He got really killed. You know what I mean? Taken out in jail. But the funny thing with this Ghislaine shit is she just got found guilty, right? Her brother comes mm-hmm. out. So she's not going to talk. And it's weird because you feel like, yo, if you was going to talk, this is your chance to talk, right? If you was going to try to make some type of deal to get your, your shit lowered in some way, shape, or form, boom, you're going to talk. But her brother went, like, out his way to, like, announce that to the media she's not, doesn't plan on implicating anybody or anything like that. So people saying that might be a dog whistle to whoever out there to, to get shit moving that they know that she's going to ride. Because basically, if she, if she uh, uses, 
she admits guilt in any way, shape, or form. Her whole thing is that she's a victim of Jeffrey Epstein. That's her defense. Like, she was actually a victim of it. She wasn't doing the grooming. So I guess they feel like once she says, yo, I was part of it, I'll give you this information, now she has implicated herself. But she's going to go off the theory of, nah, I don't know what was going on. I wasn't part of it. Blah, 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 blah. Long, so basically, she's got she's got um sent, she's gotten um convicted hasn't been sentenced yet, and now this week, two jurors come out to the media saying that they were victims of sexual abuse, which is something that they lied about on their questionnaire to be jurors, causing now this case to now be possibly a mistrial, or have to be actually retried. Right. Um, and the whole shit just looked funny. <laughs> like right in front of our faces like a lot of media uh, publications aren't really you know this is a headline news uh other than the day that you know that she was um convicted and it's like yo but it, it really could be some funny shit going on behind the scenes that, right in front of everybody's faces yeah man shit is different in rich white people world man all that shit you see in the, in the, in the movies is the pelican brief like mm-hmm. that's rich i don't know that's a rich i guess that's what rich that's my view of what a rich white people world is like. I don't know. Maybe if I get rich enough and I start hanging out with white people, maybe it's not like that. But, oh, shit, I thought your life was like the the firm starring Tom Cruise. Well, you know, <laughs> really, you, do, you just do normal shit. You play racquetball, a little bit of hoops and shit. Ah, shit, no, this it's, it's, and Glay was a powerful lady, you know what I'm saying? Her dad was a powerful lady, so it's, you don't know who they friend. And, they, and all the people that, you know, they are connected with and implicated to our powerful people. So I don't know. It's, it's one of those cases where it's like, yo, you don't even, I feel like people don't even really want to muddy themselves about talking about it. Cause there's so many people involved with it. Like Jack Dorsey had a Twitter, you know what I mean? Like I said, Bill Clinton, just uh, Bill Gates, like, you know what I mean? And Prince Andrew, you know what I mean? So I think like it, it's, 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 Prince it's, Andrew it's a, actually did something. Yeah. Well, Prince Andrew's the wildest one <laughs> of them all, but yeah. But yeah, basically, uh, one of the jurors, uh, one by the name of Scotty David, um, told that he used his per- and this is the wild part about it. He's saying that he used his personal experience of abuse to uh, assuage some of the uh, the doubts that other jurors had about accuser's testimony. So basically, like he was using his real life sexual abuse to like kind of like persuade, like yo, I think you know what I mean, like that she's telling the truth because she wouldn't have said it like this or she wouldn't have reacted like that. And I'm like, why would you tell a media publication that? Like, why would that be something you bring up afterward? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was one thing if the other jurors brought it up, like, yo, this one other juror would kept, you know what I mean, going hard and arguing, bringing up their, like, experiences. But the person that did it actually came out and said it. And then another lady came out and said the same exact thing, too. Man, Q. Q is behind the scenes just orchestrating the whole thing. <laughs> Q might still had a little puppet strings going, man. It was, January sixth just happened, the anniversary, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, we, I'll I'm, be honest, man. It's an awkward ass anniversary. Like, it, it, everything about it is weird and, and marking the day. I get why, but uh, it's just the whole thing is just very strange to me. You mean like Kamala and uh, Joe doing speeches? On the yeah, day and then, uh, in my town there was a. Uh, I don't know, some kind of march or something. And, you know, I get, I'm suburban now, so I get emails from my town and shit. And uh, <laughs> it's just just announcing different events. And, you know, it's not like living in a city because literally you get a, a, a email with five bullet points and that's literally everything going on in the town for the next month. 
So, but one of the things was that on January 6th, it was going to be like a, I think they described it as like a protest or a march or something like that. And, I, okay. and I'm reading it and I never read long emails, but the only reason I read it is that I don't understand which side of the <laughs> January 6th debate this was for. You know what I'm saying? That, oh, so, you don't know who I, they were marching for? <laughs> yeah, because it was like a, I think it. It was like a protest. I think the word they use is protest. I'm like, what are they pro on January 6th? Are they saying that <laughs> these people shouldn't have got arrested? It, it was, I was just, man, because it shit, it's fucking weird nowadays, our, our world. Nah, so I right. just don't know. You're right. <laughs> they can't be protesting the sentences because everybody got light ass sentences. That was it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Barely have like a tenth of the people even got like. Arrested, so shit is like is 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 crazy day. It's a weird thing to com- uh, commemorate. I feel like we can't forget. I feel the never forget vibe. You know what I mean? Because easy to in today's headline society to just kind of be like, oh yeah, remember that thing that happened a couple years ago? <laughs> so yeah. I get that, but it's just like, all right, bro, like let's not celebrate this shit. Let's not make it like it's fine. And then Joe going hard hard at Trump with the speech, like where was this energy? Why why did you need the day to come by to have this energy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could if you felt like that, you could have said that. Yeah, well, it's an election year, so you know true, Joe's going to be yeah. going ham. It is an election year, man, and a lot of people don't vote in the midterms. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people let them join. They only vote in the big one, you know what I'm saying? And that, it's hard, bro. It's hard to keep up with them little elections. But really, those are the people that I think affect affect our lives the most on a day-to-day basis. Oh, there's no doubt about it. That's why mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, I, I be hearing about these small towns that, we you know, where the... the you know, legislator or the town mayor or whatever it is, like they get to know the constituents, the constituents fucks with them and all this type of stuff. And I think they get it right. Some, a lot, probably most of America, people don't know who their, I'll be honest, and that goes for me too, who their county executive is. I don't even know what they got out here, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even Secretary know Secretary of State, <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> and numbers the motherfuckers that run this shit. Like, I think it's, it's a, that information, you know, that sentiment is getting out there that people are like, yo, the people that really run it are the ones y'all not really paying attention to. Y'all got to start paying attention to these elections. But I just don't know how much people are because the big one two years ago was so exhausting. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's exhausting, man. Them, them political years, bro. So I think a lot of people are like, all right, man, I'm fall back, da da da. But like, nah, you can't. You can't fall back now, because then before you know it, you might not even be able to vote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers will take your rights away. Yeah. Keith, uh, there's been a lot going on in the news lately, man, and we're going to switch things up to my favorite segment, man. Have you heard? Uh-huh. Keep connected. I got a quest. I hear some headlines in the news, and I'll bring them to the table to ask my dog if he's heard any of these. First up, Keith, have you heard about a young lady named Flurona? Nah, nah, I haven't heard about Flurona. What's she saying about me? (laughs) Flurona does not work at the local strip clubs, y'all. Flurona is the latest... I guess a uh, uh, virus <laughs> a combination to come out of the pandemic where flu and Corona simultaneously uh, attack a person. That's crazy. I know they got combined tests where you could get tests for, for uh, the Rona and flu at the same time, but 
I guess it makes sense because people are out and about now. Last year, nobody was getting the flu because everyone was wearing masks and everyone yeah, was staying inside. People. Yep. Because that mask mandate that we have in stores, that's only, oh, you in Jersey anyway. But I was going to say, that's like a New York State thing that we got, but that's not obviously nationwide. Because um, we was watching a basketball game and um, Shorty was like, yo, what's the deal with the mask? Why are some people wearing masks, some people not? And I'm like, oh, they in Dallas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was like, I think only the people in the front rows have to wear it or some shit. But um, yeah, but like, yeah, obviously in New York you gotta wear it if you go inside of a store or something like that. So yeah, you got people not wearing masks, you got people out and about, parties, bars, nightclubs. Yeah, you're gonna get those people that those, the flu numbers that were so low last year are gonna spike right back up just because the masks were definitely preventing the spread of that. That's crazy, man. As as if we don't have enough to deal with. But I think I think right now. We're probably moving into the phase of figuring out how much virus can we live with. Not about eliminating it, but just you know, I could have, I could see a situation in which doctors or the researchers are looking at how how bad really is the Omarion variant? Like how terrible is it really? And I don't mm-hmm. think we know yet, but they're saying it's mild, milder, but people catch it quick as hell, and I would imagine that some people are dying from it still so i don't know man no it's i i was thinking to myself today like i wanted to get like remember maybe it had to be during mid to end of 2020 i was like yo i should get some dj playboy masks and i was like man we ain't gonna be doing this mask thing for too much longer they about to drop the the (laughs) the vaccine man i'm like yo now more than a year later (laughs) i'm sitting here like damn i should have got the mask (laughs) <laughs> like we still I should have invested in that shit You know what I'm saying Because we still here With the mask situation Now we got A new variant That just dropped this week Keith uh, Have you heard of the IHU variant Discovered in France Hell no I hear about it There's a new one Oh man about, hear about the IHU man Yeah man First of all uh, I heard that I heard a stat this week I, I gotta fact check myself I don't know how true this But America has not discovered Any of the variants since the pandemic has begun, they've all come from uh, places outside of the United States. Mm. I wonder this, if that's a bad uh, thing or a good thing. The person that was uh, dropping the stat was painting it as a bad thing, saying that it's due to the uh, the co- the lack of cohesiveness between, I guess, all the states um, for their, I guess, their virus reporting. It's kind of okay. like a. It's kind of separated. Like people aren't working together. So I mean, I guess if if there was more cohesiveness, then things would be discovered quicker. I don't know. That was his argument for it. But even I think he was even just speaking to our our the the capability of our research departments. Like why we have. He's like he felt like we should have discovered one by now. But that could also be just a, ge- a, ge- a geography thing, right? Person happens to get sick in this place, they're gonna discover it there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I can't tell how how good or bad of a thing that is because like. Uh, South Africa uh, discovered Omicron, but then like the U.S. or at least some people, I think including the U.S., kind of almost blamed them, almost like, yo, can't focus South Africa. They got Omicron. Like, that's crazy. What y'all like, doing? What y'all doing they, out there? <laughs> exactly. But they, it's just that they discovered it. Yeah. It's actually their doctors is, is on their grind. <laughs> right, like, motherfuckers, right? like it's like we treating them like we punishing them like yo, like because like, by the sound of it, you hear it in the headlines, you'd be like, oh, you think 
a village somewhere is all suffering from it. It could just be the doctor just happened to be in Africa when he discovered it. That's what exactly. it should, you know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody yeah. having to get sick. Um, but according to this, the IHU is, was discovered and been on the radar about, about as long as um, Omicron has been on. And it sounds like the World Health Organization feels that it is not as serious as Omicron um, and that Omicron will probably be around longer than this. But I also feel like they tell us about a variant and the first is two people, then it's 12 people, then you hear about That's just a dominant strain. So who knows what to believe when it comes to coronavirus nowadays, bro? Yep. Listen to Q. <laughs> Keith, <laughs> have you heard Sports Illustrated has named Jake Paul the 2021 Breakout Boxer of the Year? I did hear that. And what the, well, I didn't hear it. I saw it on the Instagram post and guess what? I did not click and read it. I did not click on the link in the bio, but I saw what I needed to see. And then they, they, the comment, they said that, they said, it said I, feel like I can't remember the words they used, but essentially like ain't nobody stopped them yet. So like, how is he not the, the breakout boxer of the year? And it's kind of true. I mean, say what you want about how he's picking his opponents and the fact that he didn't, he hasn't fought in a, 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 a solid professional fighter yet a, a boxer yet excuse me but i mean this dude made crazy bank and not only did he make bank his opponents at least uh tyron woodley made bank i don't know about his other oh, opponents yeah. i haven't no he, he actually I, for what they are compared to ufc fights because he fought ben Askren, um they've made i don't you know i mean more than they would have made in a ufc fight and he makes sure people on the undercard eat too like better than they normally would that's crazy. Like that's, and I I I haven't followed it like closely, like the paydays and the, all this stuff. But all I know is that he got Darren Williams to fight Frank Gore. <laughs> they must have got something. Like when you see this shit, like usually historically, like when you see something like that, you be like, ah oh, shit. Like Darren Williams and Frank Gore are in some money problems. Now nah, they're doing quite fine. And yet they still fought. Like that's right. So he yeah, must. Frank Gore they was in the NFL. In. Frank Gore was in the NFL like last year. <laughs> yeah, he could go in the NFL anytime he want. Apparently, Frank Gore is forty eight years old, and Frank Gore done had like three, four successful stints right in the in the NFL. The teams, like yeah, different yeah teams, so mm-hmm. he can't go in that ring though anytime he want. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because Darren Williams bust that ass. But man, like. Shout out nah, to Jake but, Paul. But he, he did his thing. I, I don't like him. Let me establish that. But why don't you like him? Why don't you like him? I just don't like him. I don't like the cut of his jib. <laughs> say, say I, I don't like him personally. <laughs> I just don't like him personally. I just don't like looking at him. Why? That's not my what, thing. What is, what is, I don't like look at him. <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, listen. I don't, like just personally. I don't. I don't like Floyd Mayweather. But I think I happen to think that. He's the greatest boxer of my generation. Got you. I got you. Possibly the generation before. And I'm, I'm putting him up there with Tyson and all that. I'm not going to say who's number one or two, but he's probably top top five at the least. Yeah. Now, I, well, with Jake Paul, there's, I think there's two things at play here. I think uh, Jake Paul has beat everyone that's come his way. Everyone's talked shit as if it's going to be a breeze to fight him, and he's knocked them the fuck out. And um, the kid actually has some level of skill. Now, is, is he fighting the best boxers in the world? No. <laughs> is he fighting real boxers? No. But he's fighting people that said they was going to knock him the fuck out, and they didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, 
there's also even people, you know, he could be on steroids, who possibly, but I mean his opponents could also be on steroids. There's no, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's no testing, there's nothing stopping anybody from being on this. There's there's something to be said. Depending on people saying that, oh well, Tyron Woodley ain't no no uh boxer, but he's he's a fighter. So at the very least, Combat you know, sports. He, he knocked yeah. out out cold a professional fighter, maybe not a boxer, but we at least know that he's good enough to beat somebody up who's a trained killer, right? Maybe with his legs and shit, but or grappling or whatever. But the the fact is that Tyron Woodley is trained to look at square a guy up and see when he's going to swing. And in this case, you only got to look for the swing coming from two limbs. And yeah, he exactly. got knocked exactly. out cold. <laughs> like, cold. So this is not just face. he got beat up on decision. This ain't no T- TKO. This ain't no uh, um, Jake Paul just uh, chipping away at his body or just tapping his jaw up a couple of times. Like Jake Jake Paul put him to sleep, face mm-hmm. down, ass up. Crazy, bro. <laughs> uh, I think the other thing that's at play too is Sports Illustrated knows that if they call Jake Paul the boxer of the year, everybody's going to be like, what? <laughs> and you know they're going to talk about it on the podcast they're going to talk about it on espn they're going to talk about it and just because jake paul is polarizing like i'm not gonna lie keith i've known you for a long time i've, I've never really known you to say that many times that you don't like a person you know what i'm saying but there's something about jake paul that you said you don't like him and i think that's he wants that right that's what he goes for i don't know the kid that much but the from what i see from him like he wants to be the heel he wants to be disliked because people pay to see him get knocked out and for some reason, they're entertained by the fact that he doesn't. So it kind of is a weird, it's a weird dynamic with the consumer and, and his product. But you know what I'm saying? I think Sports Illustrated fed in, you know, they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dig into that. And it's partially a troll, but then it's also like, well, disprove it. Yeah. Who else, what other boxer did you give a fuck about this year? Cause I'll wait. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tyson Fury. So I think that, you know, Tyson Fury and, and uh Canelo Alvarez, I think they put it they, they had strong years. But they, they say they, breakout but, though. They, so but no, no. But but think about it. They're better boxers than Jake Paul, right? But they right. don't have that buzz. They, Jake Paul has a better has a big. They're they're like the number ones in their heavyweight division. You know what I mean? Whatever divisions they're fighting in, they're the. If you want to see boxing, like uh, to learn, watch those guys. They're, they're well, the top of the sports. They should be running it, right? But they yeah, should be the but not breakout. It. So not, it's not boxer of the year. It's breakout. So I don't. Yeah, to, true, to that true, point, true. Like, no one. Yeah. They broke out a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll give them that. But then. They should be getting Sports Illustrated headlines if we're going to be talking about boxing, right? You feel yeah. like they should be getting some some type of recognition in that sport. Whereas when you hear people talk about boxing, they're talking about this kid. Um, I think they knew what they were doing. Sports Illustrated knew, like, we make this a headline. It's going to get people mad. And and the it, it, it brings us... Actually, you know, before we even move on to that, I want to talk about... Because uh, you mentioned Floyd Mayweather. Apparently, he hasn't paid Logan Paul for their fight <laughs> that they had uh, last June. Um, which I think is, I mean, if it's true, you know, I mean, the, the the Paul brothers have been known a lot before, but if it is true, that's that's kind of scumbaggy, bro. Yeah, and it takes away from his legacy. Like it just like, bro, you 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 was the greatest, the boxer. You started your own thing to to not jerk boxers, and if that is true, and that's something that, like, you know, what I'm saying, like I said, it, 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 it and we got to we got to find out if it is or not. Um, that's sad because why would you do the boxers what you complained about being done in terms of getting jerked? Because basically, from what I hear now, they got to go to court. And, you know what I mean? Like, that's just going to get tied up for a bunch of years. When, how long are you going to take to get your money? If you even get it. And if your lawyers don't take a good chunk of it. <laughs> so, yeah. it's like, come so, on. Uh, it is. I think, I think uh, like, media and us being able to, you know, find out stuff like this 
gives box people like Floyd Mayweather who have like a strong legacy to give mm-hmm. them some op- more opportunities to destroy it. Like mm-hmm. I could imagine a situation in which, like, let's say Muhammad Ali, he f- he retires, he finishes career his career, then let's say he puts some kind of off color remark on an Instagram comment or something like that, like you know something you know what people today would consider sexist or racist or whatever is. And people, like, oh, I don't know about Muhammad Ali, man, or like they, he he buys he buys some shit or, or walks by a guy asking for uh, donations, like a Santa, a Salvation Army Santa. But oh, no, Muhammad Ali, the dude walked past the Salvation Army Santa. I don't know about that guy. Mm-hmm. So you know, Floyd Mayweather, I don't like him, but maybe because I've seen him so much. Yeah, he, he gives you reason not to like him, and you know this doesn't help. Like it's like right. So it, you know what I mean. But like I said, I hope they figure that out, and you know what I mean that whoever deserves. Uh, to get paid does get paid in that situation. Uh, let me see, Keith. Have you heard? Antonio Brown retired in the middle of a football game last week. Uh, are they considering it a retirement? No. Nah, well, I guess they. I mean, <laughs> I think I think people more so are like, who's gonna pick him up now? But I yeah. think they said that before, also, right? That's been said right. before, also. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's talented. I mean, he he's. Uh, I'll say this: He's a bizarre guy, like, and mm-hmm. it's so difficult to understand stuff like this from the outside looking in. Same thing with Kyrie, right? Like, it's just difficult to understand. Like, people say he's this and he's that, try to diagnose him with CTE from afar and all this type of stuff. But who knows? I mean, I'll be honest with my first reaction was like, "Oh boy, Antonio Brown's being Antonio Brown." But mm-hmm. then he put out that statement, and I kind of believed it—the fact that he got cut on the sideline and. Um, you know, he he told them about a foot, and he, they were like, "Come on now, you you playing or not? And if not, you cut like that type of thing." Mm-hmm. But uh, then he went Basically, on, and like, I think he he threw he threw a little salt on Tom Brady on some interview he was doing. Yeah, no, nah, he um he made well just for everyone who doesn't know, uh, according to Antonio Brown's side of the story. Um, he was being asked to go back into a game where he he felt he was injured and expressed that. And Bruce Arians kind of told him, if you don't get back on the field now, uh, you're going to be cut. Um, and at that point, he decided to take off his uh, pads and his shirt and uh, walk off the field. And then at some point, ran onto the field, ran into the end zone and started waving at fans um, at MetLife Stadium uh, that were there cheering for the Jets and, you know, the Bucks. Um and that was kind of like, oh, well, it was a head scratcher. What's happening? Um, like you mentioned, Antonio Brown came out and he released statements um, saying what happened. Uh, the Bucks kind of came out with a, oh, let's, let's pray for Antonio. Let's hope he's okay kind of um, statement about it at first. Antonio went on talking. Bruce Arians eventually had a press conference where he said he wasn't aware of any injury. Um, and that's caused uh, Antonio to respond by releasing text messages where he's talking to Bruce, uh, Bruce Arians about his injury and, and Bruce Arians is like, well, we're going to really need you. So if maybe you could power through it, that type of vibe. Um, now that could be Dr. Tex, right? Who knows who Antonio Brown knows? You can know some graphic artists. <laughs> they could be fake. So I don't know if we can necessarily go over that, but that's the thing. Antonio Brown, um, you you mentioned this in our text uh, message yesterday. Antonio Brown has given himself the, not the, 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 the right to be doubted, right? He doesn't get that benefit of the doubt um, because of his, how bizarre his behavior has been. Yep. 
That even caused me to wonder, um, like, was he a little normal before the hit from Vontez Perfect? Like, if, if y'all can YouTube it after um, and, and look at that hit. But that was, I mean, I remember that being one of the most serious hits. And who knows about the mini concussions, right? That's the one where he was down on the ground for a while. But how about how many collisions he had that, that could have affected him? I don't want to paint that picture or it could be CTE because I feel like we give a lot of football players that out a little bit too much. Like, people talking about Zach Stacy, CTE, da-da-da-da-da. It could be. Or he could just be a wild boy. Like, I'm not giving you... Either way, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not giving you that pass. You know what I mean? Like, unless yeah. you... They cut your brain open and we know it was CTE. Right, and I think right now that's the only way to tell. And I, mm-hmm. I think there's just so many football players that you, you, you bound to have some wild boys out there. You know what I'm saying? And you need... And you're you're bound to have to accept a few extra wild boys like basketball. You could cut dudes a, a little quicker, like even if they're talented. Like there's another talented dude, maybe not quite as talented as you, but maybe you could assemble your team in such a way where that wild dude could, you know, like the Nets were number one without Kyrie at at a point. They're not number one now in the conference, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying he's a wild boy. I'm just saying the the um to the fact of you could not have a really talented person and do well for, for a little while. Um, but in football, it's not the case. I wonder if that's the case. Like, we we see so many of them weird dudes that it's like, in football, they just have to learn how to manage guys like that. And then eventually they just do weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there definitely needs to be some type of, like, program within the NFL where even any type of person that's ever played in the NFL, current or, or former you know, should have a place where they can talk to people, right? Just in case it is what we fear, you know what I'm saying? But even if it's not, even if it's not that, you, it's it's good to have an outlet. Like, I haven't gone to therapy in um a few months, but I plan on going back because I'm like, yo, if it was working for me, why would I stop doing it? You know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. you need to, being in that umbrella of the NFL was kind of therapy for some of these guys because they had a structure. They had, if something hurts, they go somewhere, right? If something's not right, they go somewhere. And being outside of it, maybe they don't have those resources or even know how to get them. So to have more accessibility to stuff like that I think would, would be uh, very beneficial for NFL players but either way wish the best for Antonio Brown if he's bugging out then maybe that's not the place where he should be anyway maybe that's not the healthiest environment and if it is something more serious then definitely hope he gets the help that he needs man Word. Keith have you heard actor Chris Noth is dealing with some Me Too allegations if you don't know who that is, that's Mr. Biggs from Sex and the City. I think we spoke about um, him dying on a Peloton a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, I was about to say, uh, no, I have not heard, even before you got to what the whole subject was, when you just said his name, I said, not have not heard at all. So I haven't heard any <laughs> of this stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, yeah, Chris Noth, I, I, he, he has got to be famous for something uh, other than Sex in the City, but I think more, most famously known for Sex in the City, his role as Mr. Big, um, was going to appear a, um, in the, a Law and Order or something like that? I feel like he did, right? I feel like I knew him from another, like a TV show that wasn't on cable, but I could be wrong. Um, but basically he was going to appear on the finale of, um, Just Like That, which is the spinoff of Sex in the City. Um, at, but now he's been cut from the finale because sexual allegations, sexual assault allegations um, against the actor have come to light. And actually several women have accused him of it uh, to the point where Sex and the City is like, yeah, he's just not that important in this other scene that we got to um, take him out. But I mean, this is one of the first Me Too allegations that we're hearing of 2022. Do you think this is still going to be a thing, Keith? Or do you think we've seen, you know what I mean, kind of the fading away of the Me Too allegations? Because like, I feel like it's like people wait for you to blow up or they wait for you to do something new to come out with it, right? Like, 
Why does it gotta be like like nobody was talking about Christopher Knopf before Sex and the City came back out? Yeah, uh, is it the no, no way is it the end of it. I think that now they'll probably be more frequent. We might we might not even hear about some of them because now mm. there's probably more mechanisms to understand how to deal with stuff like that. Like law enforcement and, and prosecutors' offices and stuff like that probably now know how do we handle something like this? How do we um take a testimony from a victim and all this type of stuff. So I, I think that, I think you're going to hear, not, no, let me say this. You're not going to hear about more of it, but there's going to be more of it because I feel as if because of um, hashtag me too, the world now knows how to deal and manage. Well, not fully, but we're still learning, but it's going to, it's a lot better than it was some years ago. So uh, what's his name? Christopher Noth or Chris Noth or whatever. Yeah, I think I think he'll be dealt with. People will investigate it. We'll see what what comes of it. But it's it, it's interesting because I heard that uh, I don't watch Sex in the City, uh, uh-huh. but I heard that like this season is about like a lot of like woke quote unquote woke subjects. And I hate to use the word, but I don't feel like explaining the full full sentence is what I'm talking about. But like a lot of yeah, social yeah, yeah. awareness type themes is in the show this season. Yeah, and that's yeah that that's why I was you know it's crazy about it. I was like yo Sex in the City find some way to like get headlines regardless like I don't even watch the show and they find some way to stay in the headlines like I mean this isn't great for them but it kind of falls in line with what you just said right like that the people are talking about it and then the, the actresses from the show have spoken out about him like saying that they support the women that have coming out and 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 as, you know as they should like I guess that maybe they feel like something about his personality they believe it they've been around him you know what I mean. Um, but Sarah, Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Dixon all came out in support of the women who accused uh, North of assaulting them. So they're not standing with him. Word. Keith, have you heard? <laughs> Paps Blue Rhythm was Paps Blue Rhythm. Paps Blue Ribbon, <laughs> the bear, was wilding out on Twitter. Uh, when you said uh, PBR was wilding out, uh. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that, that, that's about right. But they were wilding out on Twitter. No, I have not heard. But I do know if you want to wild out, you get you a, a 24K, <laughs> so PBR with you and just like two of your homies and just kick it. Bug the fuck out. <laughs> Bug the fuck out. Hope you don't throw up the next day. <laughs> yeah. Um, the PBR decided to hop on Twitter to get some attention for the company and say, uh, not drinking this January. I'm assuming that's in response to like a dry January. That's the thing that people do. Um, after for their New Year's resolutions, maybe some people don't drink, so they tweeted, "Not drinking this January. Try eating ass." What? <laughs> that was that was the tweet. I feel like that's one of those things where they just like, yo, we just gonna wild out just to get attention. <laughs> we're just gonna bug it or 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 it was a it was a rogue social media <laughs> director for pbr i don't know either way i could believe it but uh the response for one one person was uh pbr or ass what's the difference in which the <laughs> in which the twitter uh handle for pbr responded ask your mom <laughs> a few minutes later and dad that's crazy. And you know what? Uh, I, I, I really don't think they get hurt by this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like PBR. Not at all, right? It works It works out perfect for them. Like, if it was planned, it works out perfect because they came out with the apology. They said, uh, we apologize about the language and content of our recent tweets. The tweets in question were written in poor judgment by one of her associates. They threw homie under the bus. <laughs> Whoever they want to claim did it. And promoted him. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then they get to move on as, as being like the party brand. That, you know what I mean? If you ain't got a lot of money, you go spend <laughs> go spend it on some beer. Yeah, man. I, I, so PBR has to understand that there's like certain standards for how you communicate with people. Just standards just of, of just humanity. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is that people who frequent PBR, PBR is when you don't got no standards. Like, that's what I, <laughs> when I go to a bar and I'm like, yo, like... I ain't trying to pay no, you know, nine dollars for a glass of uh, IPA, triple brewed and shit like that. I'm like, yo, man, I'm just, I don't give a fuck today. Uh, today was hard at work. Uh, my family is pissing me off. Give me five PBRs, please. And then I give them four dollars, and that includes the tip. And that's PBR <laughs> life, bro. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like it, 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 uh, it worked out. I think that, and that, that is a problem though that I have nowadays, bro. I ain't gonna front. Like, I remember a conversation I had with a dude one time, and and he was, um, thinking of starting like a, a YouTube channel, and then he was telling me some of his ideas that he wanted to do, and I just remember look like he listened to him, and it because it, it just sounded like he's like, I'm just gonna wild out as much as possible to get attention. And I'm just like, yo, I look at you differently now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why would you want to? Because then I feel like, well, wouldn't you have to continuously wild out? And actually his strategy was like, and then I'm going to switch it and then get him on some da-da-da. And I'm like, but aren't they going to come to you for the wilding out? Like, aren't they going to expect that from you? <laughs> and, but but they don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think PBR did the same way. Like, let's wild out and then hey, go back to business as usual. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're gonna come. You know what I mean? They're gonna we're gonna talk we're talking about it right now. The same the same thing we said earlier. You know what I'm saying? You you, you do something, people gonna you're gonna get some attention, you're gonna trend or whatever that you need to, which trending has some type of currency in today's culture, you know what I mean? So they feel like yo, if we get the trend, we won. Yeah, I, I but I don't think this would this would uh go over as well, like if it were like Budweiser or uh Sam Adams or some shit like that. So only PBR could do some some shit like this. No doubt, no doubt. Narragansett, yep. like these cats could do shit like that, but you know, yeah, yeah, no, they they know that it could work because, like you said, it's not that level of a brand. So no, it, it makes sense, hundred percent. Um, yeah. but that's another episode in the books, man. Uh, Keith, where can my people find you at on social media, brother? Instagram, me and my underscore thirty five. Yep, yep. And your people can find me on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Um, also follow uh, at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Um, check us out at www.perfecttalkpodcast.com for every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Um, my radio show, The Night Shift, and the other radio show I do with my brother, DJ Show, uh, Money Talks Radio. We just dropped the episode, episode 24, and we got the New Year's mix, so go check that out at perfecttalkpodcast.com. Every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast can be found on uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever your local podcast is so. So please leave a rate and leave a review. Hit us with a like. Let us know uh what you think of the show. What you know, what we can improve on it, what you actually do like on it. Um Keith, we lost some people, man, recently, man. We lost uh John Madden, we lost Betty White, and this week we lost Sydney uh Portier. So usually I ask you, you know what I'm saying, like what you watch on TV right now, but in remembrance of uh those people, man, like were you ever a Madden head? Would you were you ever like into John Madden football at all? The video game? Oh, the video game, of course. Like I think everyone okay. has been on it's been like such a core part of people's lives as you know, if you played any type of video games, then 
at some point you did, right? Like my my strong Madden years is like ninety nine to like maybe like two thousand four or something like that. So uh in fact it was because of Madden that I, I learned the sport of football. Like I wasn't a football player or nothing like that, but I learned like, mm-hmm. all the calls, the different kinds of plays. Uh if not for Madden, I wouldn't know what a draw is. Uh Betty White. No, nah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Betty White's right. amazing. Like she super quick quick wit when you see her do interviews and do shows and stuff like that. Amazing entertainer. Sidney Poitier, I mean, he's just a legend. Like, he's an acting giant, especially if you're a black actor. Like, that's, that's like the, you know, Mount Rushmore, the pinnacle, the, the height of of acting. Like, everyone looks to his performances. And yeah, my mom had um, them. my mom had Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and To Serve with Love on VHS. And I remember I used to see them VHSs all the time as a kid. Um, and I just watched Betty White. They they replayed her SNL appearance um, this past weekend, um, which I was like, yo, that was 2010. I didn't realize that was so long ago. But, you know, what I mean, they had Jay-Z on there and it was it was a minute ago. But, yeah, Crazy. Betty White, you know, held it down. But, um, yeah, that's another episode, man. Say goodbye to the people, brother. Peace. Rest in peace, Betty White, John Madden, Sidney Poitier. We about it. Peace. <laughs>